Here is another video for resection of an intraorbital tumor using orbitozygomatic craniotomy. This is a 50-year-old male with right-sided visual dysfunction and proptosis. Imaging revealed a relatively homogeneously enhancing mass along the mid to posterior compartment of the orbit associated with hyperostosis. You can see the proptosis on MRI as well. CT scan also confirmed the hyperostosis along the lateral wall of the orbit. Due to location of the mass, patient underwent a right-sided orbitozygomatic craniotomy. You can see the scalp flap is reflected anteriorly in a separate layer from the temporalis muscle. The fat pad is also mobilized using the subfascial technique. The frontal process of zygoma was palpated. You can see the direction of disconnection of the superficial as well as deep temporalis fascia along with the fat pad. The orbital rim is also exposed. Next, the temporalis muscle is disconnected from the superior temporal line. A cuff of muscle and fascia are left behind for later closure. The keyhole is generously exposed. The supraorbital nerve is reflected anteriorly out of its groove and the periorbita underneath the rim of the orbit is dissected away from the roof of the orbit. Here's the frontozygomatic suture. A bare hole, a keyhole, is created a few millimeter above and posterior to the suture. Drilling is conducted at 45 degrees to the surface of the skull to avoid entry into the anterior base without opening of the preorbita. Careful completion of the keyhole is important for precise performance of the one-piece modified orbizygmatic craniotomy. You can see the preorbita, the roof of the orbit, and the frontal dura. All three elements should be exposed through the keyhole. Another bare hole is placed more posteriorly, just inferior to the posterior aspect of the superior temporal line. The dura is generously stripped away from underneath the calvarium. The initial osteotomy starts from the posterior bare hole, arches anteriorly, and stops at the level of the orbital rim. The B1 without a foot plate is used to perform an osteotomy at the level of the rim. The frontal sinus is avoided if possible. Next, another bony cut is completed on the temporal side. 
stopping short of the sphenoid wing. The drill is turned upon itself and removed. Another osteotomy should be completed below the frontozygomatic suture, disconnecting the frontal process of zygoma. The preorbita is protected during drilling. This osteotomy connects to the other osteotomy at the level of the terion. Cottonwood patties are placed within the keyhole to protect the preorbita and the frontal dura. Small osteotome disconnects the roof of the orbit. The osteotome is angled toward the cut at the level of the orbital rim. The one-piece bone flap is elevated and the lateral sphenoid wing is resected. You can see the preorbita. The lumbar drain was installed at the beginning of the procedure for brain relaxation. Here you can see the superorbital fissure. An extradural clinoidectomy is also pursued to decompress the optic nerve. Here's the optic nerve and it's encasing dura. The nerve is generously decompressed so that the nerve is not inadvertently injured during manipulation of the tumor and its removal. Periorbital is entered and the intraorbital component of the tumor is removed. Gentle palpation can be quite effective for localizing where the tumor reaches closest to the surface of the preorbita. Standard techniques are used for tumor debulking and resection. The base of the tumor and the area of the hyperostosis 
are also removed. some of the air cells around the clinoid process are also sealed off during the closure since significant amount of the lateral as well as the superior or the roof of the orbit were removed. A reconstruction procedure was conducted to minimize the risk of postoperative endothalamus. The bone flap was next replaced. And the closure was completed in standard fashion. Thank you.